You're listening to This Ish, a podcast from Lipils. Hello, listeners, and welcome. I'll be your host, and I'm very excited to launch this podcast. In this very first episode, I'll give you a potpourri of what the podcast will be like in terms of format, the themes and topics, and share a couple of snippets of conversations that will come up in the next few episodes. Very briefly about me, I've lived in New York and LA for many years, and now I live in my native country, Denmark. I'm not fond of the cold, the gray, the dark, the wet, but I am fond of the relative freedom we enjoy here and the fairly democratic system we've built and how safe it is. What life here lacks in dynamic tones, I found in New York City and LA where I was educated and I created a little family, a mixed American-Danish family with all the fun parts and the challenges that presents. The Danishness in my makeup makes for a fairly stoic character with a somewhat dark humor, and the Americanness running in my veins makes for a rather free-spirited, accepting personality. At least, that's how I perceive myself. I've also spent a few years sailing in the Mediterranean and gotten to know various lifestyles there and learned about the civilizations that created democracy, the hygiene as we know it, and the foods that many people love so much and about family values very different from what I grew up with in Denmark. I spent quite some time in Sweden on the southwestern coast, especially in the city of Malmö. Even if this city is sort of next to Copenhagen, you go through a tunnel and over a bridge to get from one to the other. It's a whole different world from Denmark. Sweden has problems we don't have in Denmark in terms of racial, religious, and class conflicts. But Sweden also has a lot of fantastic offers for people we don't have in Denmark, and definitely not in America. I absorb as much about Swedish life I can whenever I go spend time there. So all this and more will be reflected in the themes and the tone I present. Two questions I've gotten this year while preparing for my podcast are why I want to do it and what's it about. I want to do it because I think it'll be fun. And does this mean the podcast will be funny? Mm, comedy podcasts are the most listened to podcast, but my goal is not to make the listener laugh all the time. I want to hear and tell stories with a heart, hopefully humor, and that will inspire I think we need to be inspired in these really, really odd times. So what is it about? I'll do two types of episodes. Scenes from here and scenes out there. I'll switch up episodes between the scenes from here. That's stories I tell from my own backyard, so to speak, or front yard. These are stories I tell from my perspective, which is this mix of Danish, Scandinavian, Nordic, and American spirit. It'll be musings. That means me pondering stuff. It'll be essay-ish ponderings, short stories, perhaps a few poems, and such. Let me just say that my backyard is full of dark stories, but I have a pretty humorous outlook, so it won't be too gloomy, I think. Other episodes will be scenes out there, as in 
I'll talk with other people who tell their stories from their backyards. And these will be, for instance, an American woman who sold everything she owned and became a nomad and has a thing or two to say about trust, how to really trust. And an American man who lost a big chunk of his nose due to melanoma and has something to say about what positivity really means. Sometimes I'll talk with people whose native language is in English, so if the accent is thick, so is the depth in Nordic stories. These stories will be from out and about, and sometimes pretty out there, as in not-middle-of-the-road-ish. In many cases, my outset for these conversations is, how does it feel? I'm interested in the feelings we humans experience. One episode will be on the nature of misunderstandings, when there is more than one truth. Can we just agree to disagree? One episode will be on cheating versus open monogamy in relationships, when one or both partners choose to go outside the relationship. How do we handle that? Do we split up, get divorced, or can we practice open monogamy? Another episode will be on when a decision is the best and the worst in your life. I'll talk about a hard decision I made to leave my family in the U.S. to move back to Denmark and experience relative meaninglessness and a lack of coherence. And then one episode will be about the post-COVID, post-MeToo Puritan man, about men who dare not speak to women, dare not flirt with women, and are worried they may be accused of sexual harassment at any given moment or filmed and end up on social media. My question is, have we created a new type of overly Puritan man? Another episode will be on a touchy and painful subject. Mothers who lose sons, not to war but to daughter-in-laws about mothers of sons who sort of slide or disappear into his new family when he becomes a man and how some mothers suffer in silence. I'll talk to women who experience this sometimes very painful issue and I've come to realize it is a taboo. So stay tuned for this episode. Then there'll be an episode on being cancelled by one's parents I'll talk about when my father decided that I was no longer his responsibility, no longer his daughter, and how that has affected my life. Another episode will be on when is a friend actually a friend? About who we thought was a friend, but really isn't a friend. And there's going to be an episode on my late fascination with Prince, about how, when I worked with Prince, I was long over my fascination with him and just saw him as a talented human, only to find out again how incredibly amazing he still is now long after he died. This should give you an idea of the sort of content I'll put out in this podcast. Today I'll talk about the nature of misunderstandings or subjective perspectives, as it's also called and about cheating in relationships. 
But first, let's hear a snippet from a conversation with Elizabeth, an American woman I sat down with in Malmö, Sweden. Elizabeth sold everything and became a nomad and discovered what trust really means. And I also wanted to reconnect with that young, beautiful, happy, joyful, curious spirit that I was um, when I was a young, when a girl, a young woman, you know, before I had a child, before I had responsibilities, before I had a mortgage, before I had any of those things, you know, I wanted to go back selfishly <laughs> to taking care of me and only me, you know, to gift myself the opportunity to see what it would be like to live in the world without a plan. I look at this as an experiment, this, this past two years, an experiment in trust. You know, trusting that everything I've done up to this point has led me to this place in this moment right now. And I'm fine. I'm great. I'm happy. Everything's okay. So it's all good, right? And then trusting that if I keep moving forward and taking action with my curiosity and my experiences and my forward mobility, that I will trust that whatever is going to happen is supposed to happen and I will be safe. And so far, I've been safe. And let's hear a snippet of a conversation with Bill, an American man I sat down with in Malibu, California. Bill lost a chunk of his nose and discovered what positivity really means. Your life changes when you get a phone call that says you have cancer. Not because you have cancer, but because it confirms that you are mortal and that you are not an exception. It shifted the degree to which I recognize my own mortality. It shifted how if I am cultivating unhappiness in my life, it is something that I need to pay attention to and turn it around to the best of my ability. The nature of misunderstandings and when there's more than just one truth. The other day I had an experience with a friend. I shared on Instagram a post that I found incredibly inspiring and beautiful and thought would touch my friend. But my friend's reaction was that I was insensitive due to issues this friend was going through. I felt I was being very sensitive. And so, my friend is right and I am right. There are more than one truth. And without going into details, I want to ask you, the listener, how do you deal with misunderstandings that come between you and a friend, your partner or your family? I'd love to hear from you. You can send me comments as a direct message on the Instagram account This Ish Podcast. That's this underscore ish underscore podcast. I obviously know this is a new podcast and perhaps no one listens to it yet. And so no one will comment. But there will be an episode on this theme in any case. Mm -hmm.
Another misunderstanding situation I experienced recently was on FaceTime. I had a conversation with some friends announcing they were getting married. One of the two is from a country outside the U.S. The other is an American in the U.S. where they were living and getting married. So I mentioned how great I think it was that there's an opportunity for a green card. I really meant that as an incredibly positive thing. But this became a big issue. I was again being perceived as insensitive and out of line. I found it very, very sensitive, as I know firsthand how important a green card is if you're a so-called foreigner wanting to live and work in the U.S. So my question is, how do you, dear listener, deal with misunderstandings? Feel free to leave me comments on this-ish podcast on Instagram. I'm bringing this issue of misunderstandings, or we could call it perception discrepancy or subjective perspectives, up now in my very first podcast episode because I think it is imperative we do our utmost to get along. Okay, that's a very obvious notion, one might think, but when I listen to political podcasts or listen to or read articles and when I meet people in real life, in the bigger picture out there, there is conflict, there's tension, and there are actual real wars going on. And this is 2023. As a Danish person now living in Denmark, in Europe, it is very bizarre and horrifying for me to experience. When I lived in the U.S., I was part of a culture and a country that was engaged in wars here and there, often far away. But little Denmark is not far from Russia, not far from Ukraine. To me, it feels close and it feels frightening. Where I live, I can hear military exercises every other day. The sound did not used to be normal. It is the sound of war preparations or war preparedness. Not a sound I want to hear at all. Whether it's in our close relationship with partners, siblings, parents, friends or colleagues, we have the choice to look at a misunderstanding or diverging perspective situation, not as a potential conflict, but simply embrace the other person's perspective, accept the other person's feelings and the others can accept our intentions. It actually is up to each one of us how we choose to look at and react and behave in situations. It is up to us. And while we may not be able to choose all the things that happen to us in life, we do get to choose how to react to those things. We get to choose what they mean to us. In other words, we all have the freedom to choose our attitude in any given set of circumstances. We really do. And I wish this notion was taught to everyone everywhere. And I believe that we humans living on this planet may create conflicts and wars till this principle is ingrained, like it's ingrained that we must drink water to survive. There's tension between U.S. and China, between U.S. and Russia, between Russia and Ukraine, between Israel and Gaza, between Taiwan and China, Somalia, Sudan, South Sudan, and so on and so on and so on. Why do we see so much conflict when we supposedly have reached a high point in human evolution and we could all just agree to disagree? 
These questions I'll talk to a guest about in a podcast in the near future, so stay tuned. On the subject of cheating in relationships, the other day some friends told me a story about a married couple where the wife had an affair with another man for a year and a half. The wife is 16 years younger than the husband, and the husband loves his wife. The wife does not want a divorce. I found it interesting that some men in the family reacted with a clear, he needs a divorce, this woman is bad news. That is a typical response. But does it serve couples well to get divorced because of so-called cheating? And do we really need to keep calling it cheating? My reaction is, do couples really need to split up because of one or both having affairs outside the relationship? We could ask some questions. Why do partners choose to seek sex in other places and in there find a solution perhaps? Why do partners get tired of sex with their partner, but still love them and still want to be together? What can partners expect in relationships where one is a lot older than the other? Could we look at so-called open monogamy, where a couple agrees to have other partners? Open monogamy meaning you have a primary or central relationship and some type of flexible or fluid monogamy agreement. According to Dr. Tammy Nelson, who wrote a book about open monogamy, love is eternal, but in an age when we live longer, communicate differently, and value gender equality, Is it any wonder so many people are looking for new ways to support lasting, loving partnerships? Monogamy is no longer a simple concept, says Dr. Tammy Nelson. More couples every year are experimenting with open relationships and newer, more flexible versions of commitment. Yet, few of us have been prepared with the skills we need to make those agreements work. I'll have conversations with people about this concept in a future podcast, so stay tuned for this. Another exciting subject for a podcast soon to launch is the newly Puritan man. Through history, many men lived out their fantasies, instincts, lusts, and perversions. Then came Me Too, And we now see a type of man who has shut himself down on all these four parameters. Okay, some of that is obviously good, but some men are so shut down, they are hardly recognizable as beings with a pulse. They suppress their instincts when it comes to flirting, giving compliments, or even having conversations. The atmosphere out there has become so, excuse my friends, so fucking dull. And so my question is, Has Me Too and add COVID on top of this created a type of man that is too Puritan? I'll be talking to someone about this soon, so stay tuned. That's all for this first episode of This-ish. The episode is created and produced by me, Lepeltz. I want to thank Perlefilm for support in the process of getting this podcast off the ground. You can follow the Instagram account, this underscore ish underscore podcast, 
I'd really appreciate your comments there and I may bring the comments into future episodes. Especially, I'd like to know why you'd listen to my podcast or why you wouldn't listen. 